Hello and welcome to Ramjack and the Political Action Cannibal Committee. Hi guys, I'm Alex, and joining me today for Ramjack is my co-host Brad. Hi, hey there. How's it oh, going? Hi. How are you? It's going. It's going well. It's going well. It's great. It's <laughs> great. So glad to hear it. Guys, we have a wonderful show for you. Uh, we're and that's we're not back. bullshit. It's not bullshit. Like sometimes we've said it before, but did we even know? We didn't know. It could have been crap. Maybe. But we're pretty sure this is gonna be solid. Oh yeah, we got perfect strangers coming up. Yes. Um, uh, beautiful dreamer. Mm-hmm. Which um doesn't tell you. I mean, you're not prepared for what that entails. Mm-mm. All, um, all the gonna... intricate plots and the <laughs> long form maybe, storytelling. Maybe not intricate. I, a lot of goofs, a lot of uh, <laughs> slapstick comedy, a lot of interesting audience participation in the slapstick comedy. Mm. But um, hey, we'll get to that. We're also going to be uh, talking to some, we're going to be answering some questions from some Mormons later as well. Yes. Because goodness knows they need some help. Oh, God ain't boy. helping them. Mm-mm. So, I mean... Gods aren't even real. I mean, gods can't help them because they're fantasy things, but we can help them. Yes. We can hear their we can hear their calls and be there. Absolutely. Ramjack's dedicated. Yes. But before that, there's there's some news happening in the broader world, Brad, that I think some of it will particularly interest you. All right. Um, have you ever heard of a place that may or may not sound similar to Snohomish, Washington? I, I, it might sound similar to... I say that only because, okay, guys, let's talk about this for a second. I am not good at pronouncing words. <laughs> we know this. <laughs> we know this. I, it's argue, it's arguable whether I'm really good at reading, um, and I'm an adult, and I can say that and not feel totally ashamed, because we're all sharing, we're all growing together. I don't know how to pronounce Shahomish Washington. I think that's how you pronounce it. Sh- but c- I, Could you spell it? Um, S O N, no, no, S N O, S Snohomish, 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 yeah, Snohomish, great. I don't know what. That's, that's how those letters work. Snohomish. We could um, be wrong, but just gauging by the letters in the word, yes. I would go Snohomish. Well, I mean, where does Snohomish come from? That's Snohomish Snohomish. I mean, is it is it spelled out? To, is it like translated to English? I, mean, I don't know. I, I agree that it looks like a made-up word. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> county. <laughs> well, a woman named Elisa Hansen has a problem with shorts, Brad. Oh, okay. Um, uh, she, who's 25 years old, mm-hmm. all right, keep um, talking, has committed a felony in the second degree. Um, uh, she was at a Law company breaker. barbecue. I like it. I like it. Keep talking. She was at a company barbecue uh, in June, minding her own business. Uh, it was put on by the owner of an area tree service company. It's Washington. There's a lot of trees. Um, and she was reportedly displeased with an outfit worn by an employee's girlfriend. Uh, um, okay, never mind. Uh, we're, we're done. <laughs> well, we had short-lived and beautiful, but now it's done. Elisa went up to this woman and said, um, look, your shorts are too short for a barbecue party. Also, update, her name is Alicia. Alicia. Okay. Um, she said, your shorts are too short for this barbecue party. And she started acting in an aggressive manner. I don't... Okay. Um, uh, things escalated quickly and... (laughs) 
Apparently, Alicia uh, straight up attacked this woman, uh, hit her repeatedly in the face, and started to pull out her hair extensions. Everyone at the scene was like, whoa, 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 and quickly, like, quickly got the fight broken up. But it's... It's a felony in Washington to recklessly inflict substantial bodily harm to another person, especially over someone's short shorts. Yeah. Like, what is your deal? I don't know how quick this woman works, but she got a lot of these women's hair extensions out of her hair before they stopped it, apparently. That is crazy. What? I... Oh, fuck. Like, uh, what Broken facial bones and bleeding from the left eye. Listen, listen, I will be the first to say, like, dudes, stop wearing shorts. It's gross. Nobody wants to see your weird, gross legs. Um, but this is all, like, weird, like, I... No, you're dressed too sexy. Well, fuck off. Like, why are you, like, stop objectifying other women? As I was starting to read that, Brad, I thought, uh, could this be the one we've been looking for? Mm -mm. She doesn't like shorts either? And then I thought, oh, women's shorts. Oh, she's just jealous. Yeah. Okay. But I still thought I would bring it up to you to say that while they may not get the the real point of your, basically, war against shorts, Mm -hmm. there's still people out there who don't appreciate shorts. Yeah, I... Like with you, uh, and that's fine. Some of them are criminals, some of them are felons, but... Hey. Yeah, stop. Don't don't attack. Don't, don't attack. Don't attack people. people because of their shorts. Like unless they're a dude. Well, if they're a dude, just like point out, dude, you're the worst dude. You don't have to like attack them. Because first of all, gross. I don't want to touch these weirdos. They wear shorts. What other gross things do they do? No. If the situations them. were reversed, unless you switch genders, first off, this dude has blonde hair extensions. I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a dude with blonde hair extensions. That's kind of cool. I kind of want to see what that looks like. Dog but the yeah, bounty you're right. hunter. It looks like dog, dog the, the bounty hunter. Does Dog the Bounty Hunter have hair extensions? That would be awesome. Oh, yeah, defo, defo. That is incredible. I don't don't know. (laughs) But, I mean, it might as well. I love that you had to retract that not even just... Okay, look, okay, we like to joke on Ramjack, but I honestly don't know if Um, Dog has hair extensions. Guys, in the future, we may be be, uh, bringing back the... uh, the uh, Larger Locks Literary Lounge and doing some readings from Dog the Bounty Hunter's uh, biography. Um, It's just a thing that may be happening in the future, but that dude, worst dude. He is pretty bad. Um, yeah. All I'd say, Ramjack, don't physically assault someone because of their shorts. Verbally assault them and make them feel ashamed. Yes. Okay, that's why I just wanted to make sure, Brad. Um, for short haters everywhere, that's Brad's official uh, Much like stance. the military, you shouldn't spit on them, but you should want to. P.S. Fuck the troops. <laughs> um, in Texas, there's uh, a preacher of a megachurch. Uh, his name is Ed Young. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I, I haven't, but apparently people fucking love this dude. Um, he wrote a New York Times bestseller. Uh, take that for what you will. Doesn't, um, doesn't called, make much. Called Sex Experiment. Seven Days to Lasting Intimacy with Your Spouse. Um, tons of God bullshit. I mean, this this is a preacher of a megachurch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's known as the cool pastor, oh boy. and he wears skinny jeans. Oh boy! And he recently had an interesting sermon um, comparing God and its omnipresence to drones. Uh-huh. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> mm-hmm. When it comes to God being everywhere, we have nothing to compare it with except for drones. What? Drones are everywhere. Explain, explains Young. Um, uh, they see things we never thought possible, and we're gonna go, wow, I kind of feel weird about that. I don't know about the privacy issues. Well, God makes a drone seem like a drone doesn't know a god- I- 
Okay, I wanted to put goddamn thing in there. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. I kind of wish he he was that fast and loose with his terms, but that's just me reading it. I'm sorry. Um, well, God makes a drone seem like a drone doesn't know a thing. There's there's no such thing in God's economy. I, what the fuck is God's oh boy. economy? That's hmm, what is as a clandestine meeting. There's no such thing as a closed office door, a bedroom door, a front door, or a back door. God's everywhere. Wait, wait, what does that have to do with God's economy? I have There's no, no back idea. door on God's economy. What? Huh? I think like God's economy shit? may be something this pastor made up. Uh, that sounds like some like weird, like uh, crazy, like uh, libertarian economy nonsense. Uh, you know, the back door on the economy is up where uh, you got to watch out because you know free market or otherwise you're just putting uh, you're putting a side door on the economy that's really gonna it's just gonna lead you around to the uh, uh, garden economy. It's like uh, let's bring Paul Krugman in to like uh, regulate this uh, bullshit uh, and uh, <laughs> explain to these fools what an economy looks like. Um. At first, I wasn't sure what he was saying because I wasn't there, Brad. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in Texas going to this church. But apparently while he was doing this sermon, we'll say, or this speech, he had a picture of a predator drone behind him, giant projected on the wall. (laughs) Because when I, and I'm reading a transcript, he says, above me, you'll see a drone. It's taking footage of you and me. It's especially, um, it'll be, it'll be especially active during offering time. Whoa. Mm, let's not joke about, like, murder no. robots. Let's not joke about murder robots. Well, when I was reading it without being there, I thought he said, above me, you'll see a drone. I thought he was talking <laughs> about God. I thought he was talking about God. Above me's a drone, and it's watching us all, especially during offering time. If you don't Get- give your money to the church, then God's gonna shoot you down. Um, he later tweeted this. You can't throw a surprise party for God because he's omniscient. Hashtag drones. All right, Ed. First of all, why should you throw any parties for God? It's a God. It doesn't need parties. What does a God need with a party and R.A. Starship? (laughs) That was awesome. I I will have to say this. I mean, I I came into my questioning of religion. I mean, I've always questioned part of it, but when you're in it, the craziness keeps you not questioning it as much as you probably should. Mm -hmm. But I didn't start really questioning it until high school and then especially... Uh, after I got out. Um, but I do remember seeing that Star Trek movie, and then that really did give me food for thought. Huh. Like, wait a minute. That's a that's a good point, Spock. Or whoever, may- maybe Kirk made that. Yeah, I don't I remember. Was, I think it was Kirk. That's a good point, Captain Kirk. What does God need with a starship or 10% of my wages or anything? Yeah. It's a God, yeah. right? Huh. That may, I don't know. Or even your respect. Like, what the fuck does it... Ugh. I don't know. I, that may have been what actually turned me toward <laughs> atheism. It's the only good thing Star Trek V ever did. <laughs> that was a that was a I, that was a fun little yarn, guys. If you're in Texas or Washington, be careful. Be careful about wearing short shorts. Just be mindful of your situation, and also be careful of drones and/or God or both in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Brad, what's happening with the Mormons? Guys, these Mormons. Whew. Oh boy, they got so many questions. They need our help. And as always, we're gonna play a little game called Giving Advice the Game, in which we just try to help these Mormons because, oh fuck. 
<laughs> they are screwed. Someone's got to help them. Alex, I got a question here from a Mormon. Um, this is this was posted on LDS.net, my favorite website, by someone called Potato Four. <laughs> Potato Four has a question: Is it okay to marry a foreign man? Oh. My mom has always discouraged me to marry a foreign man. Two dot ellipses, space, capital I. Is it a commandment not to marry a foreign man? Question mark. She almost say that it is a commandment. Um, she almost then, say it is a commandment. And then there's the slanty face, smiley, like, Aww. which is the colon followed by the slash. Yeah. So. Um, Alex, her mom almost almost say that it is a commandment. <laughs> mm, is it a commandment? Is it okay to marry a foreign man? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love when they're short and sweet like this because this yeah. person. I also love that this person didn't beat around the bush. Like, they're straight up asking the question. It's not yeah. like two paragraphs of preamble and then, like, okay, now look, here's my question. Right. Don't question any of the stuff that's crazy in the first two paragraphs. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm wanting at. Is it a commandment from a deity to not marry a foreign man? Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt seriously. Are we talking Old or New Testament? Okay, okay. Book of Mormon, Alex. Third. Third Testament. <laughs> Third installment. Next it's generation. series. It's the next generation. <laughs> Jesus, the next generation. <laughs> wow. I mean, there was a step up from, like, stone tablets to golden plates. So mm-hmm. good job on God there. They, the right. budget in this next, in the third installment Definitely. was much better. A but lot higher when you But they're still going to start off just by singing Row Row Your Boat in the most awkward fucking way possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, according to the craziness that is religion, I'm almost positive that's not a commandment. Though, in the Old Testament, I do know that God was an asshole, and a lot of the stuff was meant to, um, there was a lot of discouraging of dealing with other groups of people. Mm-hmm. So maybe foreigners were involved in that. But in the, in the wonderful world, um, of reality... I think it's okay. I think it's okay matter. to marry a foreign man. I would caution her, though, because there was that question that Jonathan brought to the game, uh, couple apps back where some uh, creepo dude like took this one off to Spain and then like uh like basically made her a slave so uh oh yeah be careful of that yeah um someone being a foreigner not worry about it worry about who that person is are they someone that's going to try to trap you mm-hmm. in a very listen, controlling relationship I, then maybe no for but a that sec- could be anybody listen we put the, we send this podcast out to the world everyone can listen but for a second I just like I to will. I just like to talk to potato four <laughs> now potato four <laughs> Um, I think you should just, like, take a look at this person that you're thinking about marrying and make sure they're not going to trap you or take you away to a scary foreign country where you don't speak the language. So check on that. And then beyond that, I would say, um, yeah, just marry a foreigner if that's what you're into. What else? Um, fuck your moms. She sounds like the worst. She's making up her own commandments. That sounds she like really some is. bullshit. You gotta be leery. Yeah, be leery of your mom. The foreigner in your house. Telling mm. you the weirdest things. It's a commandment. Yeah. Is it, Mom? But somewhere in here. Read the Bible. <laughs> Figure it out. Test your mother and her knowledge and then tell her she's stupid. And date whoever you want. It doesn't matter. 
Brad, can I can I inject a, a quick question from a he said she said? Please. It's really it's a short and sweet one, very similar uh, to Potato Four. I really wish I want to know what the origin of that name. Love those names. See out of the comments. Did someone ask Potato Four? What is that name? Is it a reference to John Three? Uh, okay, Jesus, chill out. Um, but a he said she said. Um, here we go. I fell in love with a friend from college and prayfully think she is my potential wife. We are both out of college now, so I made my intentions known to her. However, she says she's not ready yet and doesn't want to burden herself with a relationship. She says if it's God's will, we'll end up together. We still regularly communicate as friends. Mm. I'm so worried that I'm going to lose her. What action should I take? You never had her, dog. You never had her, dude. You're not even in a relationship with her. You're never a friend. Had, not even close. Look, I've been praying to God about us getting married, friend, who we've never dated and or uh. kissed or even held hands. Um, and I think God's putting it on us to get married. Thoughts? What did you do in college? Did you not learn anything? Nope. Because your soup's dumb. He didn't do it. He didn't learn anything. Oh, hey, dummy, go back to school. You need to learn some shit. <laughs> go back to the school of the streets. Like, you need to learn how the world works, asshole. Grow up, shut up. No. <laughs> what action should I take? Yeah, grow up and shut up. Yeah. That's pretty much it, dude. Yeah. You're weird. Yeah. You're, uh, yeah, and to this woman that he fell in love with, get away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm surprised she held it together and didn't just laugh at him. Yeah, seriously. And who well, says... You know, it's God's plan. Uh, I'm sure it'll happen, but I don't know. Fuck you, dude. Um, we're friends. Uh, no. Um, Brad, I need you to explain to me what prayfully thinking means. Because I don't understand how that's supposed to... I've never heard that phrase. And prayfully think she's my potential wife. I... Does that mean I, I hope beyond hope? I hope even though there's no sense of hoping? I hope think. I hope think. It's like straight up 1984 talk. I hope think. I prayfully think. It's the new hope think. Yeah. So if someone's talking snakes or rainbows, this is the new thing to say. Look, I don't care what you prayfully think. I don't care what you pretend in your mind is real. I mean, I think basically you're talking about I'm thinking with my fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe? I don't want to lose her? You never had had her. Never had her, dog. Guys, if I can't... Check those footprints in the sand. There's only one pair, pair, pair of footprints, and there's a reason for that. She's with some other dude. You can't call across the beach. Hey! Hey, you! She wasn't hey. carrying you. She was blowing somebody else. Yeah, dude, she's blowing other dudes. Prayfully thinking doesn't help that. No, not at all. I'm not, I'm not ready for a committed relationship. I'm blowing other dudes. Yeah. If it's God's will, it's God's will. I, who are we to judge? <laughs> hmm... Brad, take it back to the moment. These he said, she said things are just crazy. Uh, I... Alex, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back to some. I'm gonna give you some another question about some young people with some relationship issues. Oh uh, wait, time out. I'm so sorry. I have to at least tell you what the first paragraph of what both he and she said, because this is fucking crazy. I'm sorry. It. Really bring quick, it. really quick, really quick, guys. Um, update. This just in. He said this to this person. People go to college for different reasons. In the olden days, the belief was women went to find a husband. Which may have been true in some cases. However, today women make up nearly half of the entire workforce. And most most are truly pursuing an education. Thank you, he said. Thank you. Some are really trying to learn things. 
Um, then she says this. I hate to say this, but it doesn't sound like she's in love with you. Uh, yeah. In love <laughs> with comments... you? She's not even willing to date you. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Those comments are code for, you are not the one. If the right one did come along, believe me, she would all of a sudden be ready to date. So weird. So weird. If the right one came along, she would be ready to date. I would hope so. I <laughs> Christians need help because the Bible's not helping them, Brad. If anything, we should do. We should team up with he said, she said, and these and these Mormon message boards, and actually go in and give all the advice that we give. Just in you know, it, we'll type call it, out. it he he said, she said, they regulate. Yeah, <laughs> we should start another thing called regulators. It'll be Ramjack regulators. It'll be a spinoff website where all the advice columns we collect and talk. We just go on there and say it. Yes. That's, we also we're all, and we'll, we'll also form a political action committee to uh, to talk about a financial regulation. It's a side project, but mainly our goal is uh, regulating advice columns. But also, we dabble in financial regulations. Yeah. Welcome to Ramjack Regulators, Brad. I have to say this really quick, and I know this is an audio, not a visual podcast. Mm-hmm. But right now, Brad is in a place recording where stand still, Brad, if you will. All right. Brad is in a place where there is a lot of light and a lot of ceiling fans. And Brad's uh, Brad's head is now nice. perfectly placed to where it looks like uh, uh, like Renaissance era or well, pre-Renaissance era halo around his head. It is crazy. You should looking. take a screen cap. I, I did. Stay still again, friend. I'm going to take a little screen cap and I'll take a big screen cap. Nice. There we go. We did it. Nice. Brad looks like there's a halo above his head, angelic hey. as as any as any deity. Whereas if you turn the camera around, you would realize I'm actually just sitting at the bar. <laughs> oh, looks can be deceiving. Do not hmm. judge by the cover. Hmm. Um. All that to say, um, you know, religion's bullshit. But if I mean, Brad looks very divine presently in an old school Renaissance way. I'm trusting him. The Mormons should trust him. Brad, I'm sorry. Let's get back to the Mormons. Yes. All right, Alex. We're going to stick with these relationship issues. Um, Here's a question from someone called Audio, and it's A-U-D-E-O. So, Audio Ninja. Audio Ninja. (laughs) Audio. Or maybe they're just bad at spelling. I don't know. But Audio Ninja um, says... I'm 17 and a senior in high school. She is 18 and a freshman in college. Oh. We dated for three months and then broke up because we decided we should try to follow the church's guidelines and not steady date. God, you're 17 and 18 and you still can't steady date? Which, whoa, words. It's been about a month since we broke up. And we've both tried to go on dates with other people. But we are both... Pretty quite. We are both pretty quite. Both pretty quite. <laughs> We're both pretty quite, and the dates have just been awkward. I think they mean quiet. Yes, yes. And the dates have just been awkward. I'm kind of wishy washy. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? I don't know what my favorite movie is. Just eat, eat the pizza we ordered. Um, they aren't even the enjoy. They aren't even that enjoyable, and they aren't worth the effort they take to plan. <laughs> okay, I, I'm with this dude already. Like I'm like, yeah, 
All right. Welcome to cool, dating. Cool. I... Uh, we still love each other, and when we are together, it doesn't matter what we are doing. It just feels right. I don't understand why the church would tell us to throw away this amazing relationship that we had. If we got back together, it could still be just as amazing. Well, yeah, fuck the church. <laughs> like, yeah, first off, fuck the church. So Mormons have like a weird rules about you're not allowed to steady date, which gross, saying those words, until when? Like... Until after college, when you tell your one friend that you've been, you know, secretly admiring from afar, that you think God's printing it on your heart to get married. And she's and then she's like, oh, sorry, I got to blow this other dude down the hall. Um, I, I wasn't really listening to what you had to say. I'll, uh, just text me later. Text me later. We'll go get pizza. I, we'll go get coffee. I don't know. And we'll talk, friend. Um, uh, yeah, I think Brad, just get rid of the church is mainly the thing that all these Mormons need to yeah. hear. Just get out. Grow up, shut up. Can I get away If from you that? like this person and you want to be in a relationship with them, be in a relationship with them. It doesn't matter. Plus your children. I mean, the odds of this lasting are zero. I mean, come on. Can I just read you the first response under this? Coming oh, from please. margin of error. Oh, boy. Um, I just saw the first line, um, and I had to scroll down for the rest of it, but it says, no, you probably shouldn't get back together. <laughs> Why? You don't even know these fools. Um, but she then, knows her Bible. Then they go on. If you're really having that much trouble interacting with other people on dates, then you are likely lacking invaluable social experience. Oh, okay. All right. Oh. Remaining with her is the easy way out. <laughs> <laughs> Why should you be with somebody you like when you can be with people you don't like and learn a lesson? <laughs> Fucking Mormons. <laughs> oh, if that is the path you choose, it can keep you socially stunted. You're 17 and 18. The next five years of your lives will be some of the most drastic emotional development you'll ever experience. And neither of you will be the same person you are when it's over. Sure. Okay. You'll both come out of it healthier and more enriched if you feel free to explore diverse social experiences. I... Mm. Mm. Yeah, I still... No. Nice try, but no. I mean, it's more practical than a lot of things I've heard, but at the same time, there's a lot of weird shit in that yeah. response. Just, like, be with that person until you don't... You're not gonna want to be together. It's not like you're gonna... See, this is the thing. These Mormons, they're, they're moving towards a marriage, and it's like, no! Why don't you just see if, like, you, like, like being in the same room for, like, you know, a length of time? You're, like, young. <laughs> you're gonna break up, but... Yeah. You don't need to rush it. I mean, enjoy why... I mean, that life is about relationships and a lot of things. I enjoy it, but know that nothing's probably gonna last. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Dummies. Your kids. Dummies. Have fun. I love you just say dummies. Dummies. <laughs> I got one more here, Alex. I don't know if you have a he said, she said. Oh, I can always pull up a she said, she said. Okay, because, oh, a she said, she, 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 she shall buy the she A she said, she shall shall buy sh- Ah. <laughs> Will it cause a problem if a woman's income is more than a man's? Whoa. No, it won't. No, it won't. It means she's got more money. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Jackpot. <laughs> I would love um, to find one of those. Speaking of which, ladies, if you're out there and you have some dollars in the bank account, you're probably doing better than me, so hit me up. Ladies. Um, uh, he said, will it cause a problem? It may or may not. Should it cause a problem? No. Well done, he said. All right. Yeah, if you're an asshole, it'll cause a problem. If you're, uh, you know, a fucking adult, then no, it'll be fine. Yeah. In fact, it sounds awesome. Um, let's see. What did she say? Good boy. She, uh, she's the, she's the one that really 
fucks shit up. Like that. I don't know about she. She's I don't even worst. know if I don't think she said anything about this. I can't find a she said on here. Alex, that's the that's the way the website works. Well, I know, but there's nothing that has an underlined she said. There's a lot of bullshit. Like there's a lot of like Bible verses. If a house is divided against itself, the house cannot stand. Mark three twenty five. A triple braided cord is not easily broken. What the fuck does that have to do with that? Silver <laughs> you know, cord? A silver noise. cord is not easily broken? <laughs> a silver cord. Hmm. Um, pride leads to disgrace, but in humility comes wisdom. What is it? It's not a problem for someone in a relationship to make more money than the other person. Gender doesn't matter in that. Guys, that's silly. That's Alex, all. I, yeah, there is no she said on that one. I'm sure. But that's that, a short and sweet. What? what well, I'm looking at the website now. I'm going to find this. I'll, 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 I'll send, send me the link. To you. I send could me. be, I could be missing it. I could be missing it. I'm relatively sure you're missing it because, well, this is a very early. He said, she said. I, I, I still feel if it's under the banner of he said, she said, there should be a she in there. You would, um, well, or it's false advertising. Hmm. Or this could have been, well, no, I was going to say this could have been why I thought maybe it was just about God said and then this woman hmm. said something. But no, I just woman. didn't read the first time. That's I'm not gonna try and make myself so look good. Did you there. send me that link? Good luck. I don't. I didn't see it. All right, we're Unless about we're about to find page. out. We're about to find out. Sorry, Alex, but I think you've proven your your reading uh, comprehension. It not- was on the second page. This That's is a what three I thought. page answer. Didn't scroll to the bottom. I was yeah. like, it's not here. Yeah. Why? First off, why do I have to go through three pages? It's f- infinity scrolling, guys. No one wants more hits on your website. Shut up. Need them ad dollars. Jesus Do needs want, that money. This is what she said. Or do you want to read it, Brad? She said, A woman's income being more than a man's should only cause a problem if she cannot allocate a portion towards a monthly shoe allowance. Oh, honey. Oh, boy. Well, so much for that. <laughs> he said, she said, everybody. <laughs> she does say I'm only kidding after that. Yeah, but you've already said it, fool. If you're going to be the she and represent women, maybe don't go for the shoe buying thing. Um, yeah, but then she says, I'm only kidding. Seriously, though, this is an important issue that needs to be pondered, especially if a couple is in a committed dating relationship with intentions to marry. Do you need to seriously ponder it? It's a non-issue. No, it's not an issue at all. I mean, you've got you to gotta ponder, I guess, expenses of two people marrying together, but gender has nothing to do with that. Yeah. When you merge your finances as, a, I guess, a unit... Yeah. That doesn't matter. I mean, talk about it. I, I, Brad, guess go back to the Mormons. They have a much simpler life yes. as far as these. Well, Alex, uh, here we go. Here's a here's a straight up Mormon question. Um, this comes from Backroads. Talk to me about fences. <laughs> so our new house is lovely, save for the fact it's on a semi busy street. This doesn't bother husband or I. Creepy, don't say husband. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't bother, hu- in caps by the way, this doesn't bother husband or I. Any as I grew up on a fairly busy street. Except for baby worries. So, first of all, why is your baby roaming around the yard? So I want a fence in the front yard. Parentheses. City ordinances allow this, and half the neighbors have fences. Just so you know, it's okay, guys. It's okay to have fences. <laughs> what kind should I get? I don't like the look of chain link. Do like the look of vinyl or wood. Pros and cons of those? Are other good options? Listen, uh, I gotta go into the Mormon forums, go into the relationship section, and ask a question about fences. 
<laughs> Alex, do you have any thoughts on fences? Um, I'll be honest, I really love this question. Because it's different than any other question that's been asked so far. <laughs> and it's a question about something that's not directly related to religion. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy as grow up, shut up. It's not as easy as gods aren't real. Right. This is, you got a baby to worry about that you have on a leash or on one of those weird, <laughs> like, extended dog collar things mm-hmm. that's roaming the yard. You're near a busy street. you got to save lives with this answer. Definitely. Um, uh, as far as fences go, I guess whatever's needed and or practical. Mm. Um, I personally like a private fence because I just like the, the look of a wooden fence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it can look very pretty. Um, beyond that, I'm not really a huge fan of fences because I think I like having the option of just being able to, to leave my yard. Or like I like the open concept when it comes to the outdoors. <laughs> um, I say I say castle it up. Like build a, build oh, a giant brick wall and a moat. Like keep fools out and keep keep yours in. Can you imagine if someone built a castle like perimeter oh. around their house, Yeesh. complete with on every corner like a little turret? Yes, that you could go up into. I that would be pretty awesome. Most homeowners associations would not be fans of that. No, but it's your, if it's your own property, if you can build what you want, build what you need, and that is a castle. Well. Unless there's a homeowners association, then you're gonna have some issues. But if you're out in the middle of nowhere, if you're just building, you got all the land. Build yourself a castle. Also, though, I if you have all the land, why do you really need these walls and fences? Yeah. Who's trying to get in? Weirdo. What are you keeping out. Paranoid freak. Mm. Calm the fuck down. Uh, I don't think there's any fence that would really. You know, the, now, now that you say that, I think it'd be really funny if someone did build a castle wall around, like when the homeowner like. They wait until everyone on the board is, like, out of town for, like, a week <laughs> on vacation. And they get, like, a crack team to come in. And they're like, well, we don't know why you want to build it, but we'll build it. And they build the equivalent of, like, a six-foot, maybe seven-foot-tall castle wall around someone's mm-hmm. yard. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing to come home to because they'd be like, what the fuck? What is that? And a moat. Yes, you have to build a moat with a drawbridge. Yeah. Because then what can they do other than, like, text you or call you? They can't knock on your door. Their moat's there. Listen, um, homeowner association rules, uh, they have to uh, give written notice. I I didn't see anyone cross the moat. (laughs) No, we just connected our phones. And when they... (laughs) They have to build a trebuchet to like a a volley and like uh, uh, notices in. And that's an act of aggression. At that mm. point, you take, you open the, 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 you know, you open the doors and send your your cavalry out into the neighborhood. I like it. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. The homeowner association is not gonna pull breach rules. Fuck mm. them. This is my yard. What about instead of a fence? What about if you just like have a hedge maze? That would be even cooler. A lot of people don't think about the hedge maze as an alternative. Mm. If someone's trying to like, I'm gonna go in there and get all their stuff. Ha ha ha. Um, good luck getting out of the hedge maze yeah. once you've entered it. Now, you will have to uh, give a map to any postal workers or UPS drivers um, because you want to be able to get your Amazon Prime packages, definitely. But good news, if they leave them at the front door, no one's going to be able to steal them. No, I, I don't lock my doors. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I'm surrounded by a hedge maze. Yeah. Um, unless someone has a really powerful lawnmower, you're fine. Oh, yeah. I would also love... Oh, you watch out for Jason Voorhees. Like, you bring a machete in, you're fucked. I love 
Um, because you could just, I could see a delivery guy, like, looking questionably at, um, like, the little line that says, uh, additional comments for delivery, and it's saying something like, if you put your hand on the right side and just continue walking, you'll get through. And then being like, what the fuck does that mean? And then pulling up and seeing a hedge maze, and either them being like, god damn it, or like, whoa. <laughs> The hedge maze. And Alex, not to make this the episode where we call out everything you say incorrectly, but I was, I completely stopped listening because when I heard you say, uh, when they see the little lion, I just <laughs> imagined <laughs> that there was a lion in the hedge maze. <laughs> there was like a, like a robotic statue that comes to life and helps them <laughs> or thwarts them. And that's when you have to realize there's a good lion and a bad lion. Mm. And then when someone's new on the team, like, look, I know you're, you're getting my old route. Um, you're, it's going to be a little weird around Palace Place is what they call it now. Um, don't listen to the white lion. Mm-mm. Never what? trust a white lion. Okay, you go forward and then turn left, right, left again, make the loop, and then turn right again and go just run. Just run when you turn right. <laughs> You'll get the packages. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. What are you talking about? <gasps> Whoa. The little lion that's in my hedge maze. <laughs> Love it. Red. Okay, so Mormon, get outside of your Mormon box. Fuck mm-hmm. chain link. Fuck private fences. Think about a, a castle perimeter mm-hmm. and or a hedge maze. Yep. That's the way to go. That's there. Done. I wish all of them were as that fun and interactive. Indeed. Are needed. On that note, Brad, about um, your house's defenses or perimeter, um, I, I'm sure people may have picked up on this on the show, or I'm not sure if I've actually said it, but I am presently finishing up moving from the original Ramjack studio. Um, we had a good run. It'll always be in our hearts of hearts. And um, yeah, but things change. Things rearrange. And I, I'm moving out. So I'm presently living with my girlfriend, and we have a a nice little apartment um, in Cincinnati. But we're looking to upgrade because we don't have enough room. So recently we went house hunting, which I'm sure everyone out there who's been house hunting sighed because they know how crazy it is. (laughs) But you never expect how crazy it can get. And I, there's a few things I just want to relay to you guys. Um, Brad, It is, it's so interesting to go through someone's home when they're not there. (laughs) Um, You feel like a burglar. Most terrifying statement ever said. Yeah, you feel like a burglar. Like you're walking through and they're like, these people, ooh, I'm sneaking around. And you never know because some people are weird. Some people are very weird. Um, So the first house we looked at yesterday when we went house hunting, um, the neighborhood were like, oh, this is kind of cute, blah, blah, blah. Um, We're talking to the realtor as we're walking up to the front door, and we're all kind of not aware what's happening until we stop to unlock the door. And and there, greeting us, um, is Elvis, the king himself, (laughs) um, in, in, I guess, the form of a concrete bust. Oh, Right by the front door. Like an an Elvis gargoyle. Yes, an Elvis gargoyle was there to (laughs) greet us. It was on um, a Corinthian-style Roman column mm-hmm. to where it was almost eye level. It sported an Elvis necklace so basi- that was plastic. <laughs> so basically you went to Screech's mom's house. Yes, Screech's mom's house. And me and my girlfriend looked at each other and were like, whoa. And my first words out of my mouth was, does he come with the house? Is it, if, I, if we buy this place, 
Elvis is in the deal or I'm not buying it. Like, that's a deal breaker because to know that there's an Elvis statue just at your front door is a conversation starter. Mm -hmm. And plus, uh, much like a hedge maze, you can always go give special in instructions like, hey, it's, it's a wonderful anchor. It's like, hey, where's your house? Hey, look for Elvis. And they'll be like, what? And then they see the Iron Elvis bus. Um... Was not prepared. Immediately, we were thinking, "Where are we? What are we walking into?" Um, so we went inside. Um, the house was huge, um, giant vaulted ceilings up to two stories. Like there was a lot of cool space. It was a really pretty house. But besides the unending um, tribute to Elvis everywhere, there was also a tribute to novelty um, hunting um, trophies. Um, there was hmm. a, a cartoonishly fake bear rug draped over the stairs. And by that, it looked like someone skinned a cartoon bear and put it over the stairs, which was weird. When you say a cartoon bear, like, what does that mean? Um, does it have, like, a stu like a like a stuffed animal head with, like, button eyes or what? <laughs> okay, you're right. Um, imagine a stuffed animal that was skinned, but with a little bit more cartoonish features. Like, its eyes look more cartoony, like... So it's not, it's not just like a, a bad fake bear rug. It's actually trying to be cartoonish? Yes. Also, that is weird. there were um, mounted deer heads. Now, there was one real mounted deer head, which, you know, to each their own. I, I, I'm sure no. I speak for Brad gross. and, like, gross. Yeah. Don't mount deer heads on the wall. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, and the realtor even told things. us. Don't murder things and then mount their heads on a wall. Yeah. That's, that's weird. That's very weird. I'm with you, Brad, but I'm not going to, I mean, I am. It's, a, it's a big world. I am. Um, I'm against it. If someone asked me, hey, should I hunt a, if a Mormon said, should I put a deer head on my wall? What does God say about that? I'd be like, first off, there's not a commandment about it, no matter what your mother says. And second, no, it's gross. What um, about but an almost it, commandment? <laughs> but um, in addition to that, there were similar uh, in style to the uh, stuffed animal cartoon bear rug. Um deer heads mounted on the wall by the real deer head. I don't know if I said that right or if I'm really giving you guys the picture. Imagine one real deer head and then beside it, cartoon deer heads mounted. You keep saying cartoon. I don't understand what that means. It's, it's a step above stuffed animal. So imagine a stuffed animal, but with more cartoonish features, like its eyes maybe are white with X's through it. Like, just weird. What? And it's everywhere. <laughs> it and it's in no way real. No! It's not like they've got, like, it's not like somebody's got, like, a weirdly uh, ironic taxidermist. No, someone either went, someone went to a place that sold realistic looking, or maybe, you know, playful stuffed animals, shot them with an arrow, and then cut their heads off and mounted them on the wall. It doesn't huh. look real at all, except, except for the one real one, which throws everything send, out of whack. You sent me photos of the Elvis gargoyle, but you didn't send me photos of these cartoon dead animals? <laughs> well, okay, there's one thing, because everyone agreed that the Elvis bust was weird. And everyone kind of agreed that the, the mounted car, uh, stuffed animal cartoon heads were weird too. But it was a level of weird that I didn't want to archive. I was like, I can't take pictures of this. This is strange. Oh, boy. Um, but they were everywhere. Everywhere. Yikes. Um, so that was that was weird. Um, but then we got to the Elvis room. Uh, the, the person who had the Elvis bust in the house. And everything was Elvis. They had painstakingly put together 5,000, maybe 10,000 piece puzzles that were gigantic. Wow. Uh, glued them, had them framed, and put on a wall. These people were puzzle people too. Like, it wasn't just Elvis. A lot of puzzles were put together, I mean, glued, and then mounted. 
again we to mount things. I, I point out that you know we grew up like you know right outside of Memphis. Uh, so, like, I'm not unfamiliar with somebody having an Elvis room. Oh, of course <laughs> it not. It wouldn't be the first one I've heard of. <laughs> well, I, I wonder where these people came from, because there's a checklist of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Elvis, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then mountain animal heads. Right. It's like, all right. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you have a wall devoted to NASCAR and collectible plates? Because <laughs> that's the only thing you're missing. There was a lot of also like really young kid pictures everywhere, but what looked like they were purposefully aesthetic to the 80s, which was very strange. Um, but they must have been new. They were like newer. Okay, I almost said they're newer kids. They're younger children in this style, which was very oh. off-putting. Uh, their child's room had a 98 Degrees poster on the wall, which dates everything. 98 Degrees was popular when we were in high school-ish. Like by popular, I mean they weren't really that popular. They were knockoff. Backstreet Boys are in sync. So there was a a, a 98 Degrees poster also mounted on the wall. By that, I mean framed and put up. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like a room that had been unchanged since someone moved out from high school, which was also very strange. You never like seeing that. Right. Um, That was weird. House hunting is weird, and you never know when you're going to find an Elvis. Yikes. Or mounted cartoon slash stuffed animal animal heads. One of them sang songs, which was very weird. Like a big mouth Billy Bass thing? Ex- except, uh, yeah, except a deer head. And it said, oh. hey ladies, touch the fur. It's mighty soft. And then it started playing some country song and it was like, yeah. Oh boy. So it was like, but it wasn't singing the song. It just kind of like made commentary around the rhythm, which was weird. Yeah, the music. Very strange. Yikes. Needless to say, we passed on that house. <laughs> Needless to say. But there was another house that I could have sworn had a two-way mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no way to get behind it that oh, I could a way. see. And that's, yeah, I was, and that's where the killer lives. Yeah, that's the killing floor. Um, I And it blew my mind. And there was like a really cool... like I, Again, I'd like to recommend everyone watch the movie The Pact. Um, it's on US Netflix. Uh, you should watch it. Apparently The Pact 2 is about to come out. You should watch that movie if you like secret killers. Uh <laughs> that was definitely the weirdest house we went into, other than the old woman's house, which we immediately left, because first it smelled like old people, and no offense to old people, but it's like, two young people looking for houses don't want our house to smell like an old person. Because mm-hmm. then you feel like there's a ghost in the house, even though ghosts aren't real. Old um, people take offense. Feel free to be offended. I mean, yeah, Why are you full smell? But... Open a window. Yeah. But also, this was an old person. Get that and... Werther's out of your mouth and crack the fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the old person also didn't put their pillows on the head of the bed. What they did when they made their bed was they stripped the sheets off. And what I imagined from what I saw was they put their pillows in all four corners of the bed and then put the sheets over the pillows. I have no idea why. Oh, it, it looked weird. like there was a dead body in there. We, we went into the, <laughs> the master bedroom, saw what looked like in also various sizes of pillows underneath the bed sheets. There was the old person smell and my girlfriend looked at me. Her name's Emily and said, we're leaving. No, thank you. <laughs> we couldn't get out of that house fast enough. It was crazy. But something um, came with you. But there's something that tagged along from the makers of the pact. Um, Comes house hunting. Um, guys, if you have house hunting stories, by all means, call into Ramjack. What crazy Indeed. shit have you seen around? Indeed. House sitting. I know. I know. Mm. What's going on there? Let us know. Um, because I will definitely be giving you guys more stories as we continue this hunt for, for the Ramjack um, uh, studio. What do we call that? The, the, the second coming of the Ramjack studio? Like... 
Because now it's temporary. We need to find another permanent studio. Right. We need to find a permanent studio A. Yeah. There's some good contenders. There's some good contenders for the for Studio A. Nice. But, meh, we'll see what's up. But, yeah, nice. moving is very weird, and house hunting is very strange. Guys, it's that super special time of the week where we check in with our pals on Perfect Strangers. Guys, every time we watch Perfect Strangers, it's a joy, but um, we play a game on the podcast where one of us has to summarize the episode in as close to a minute as possible. We take turns. Um, anyone who goes over a minute loses instantly, but anyone who doesn't go over 50 seconds, maybe 55 seconds, is a straight-up chump, according to Brad. Defo. Um This time, Brad, <laughs> oh, it's your turn to summarize Beautiful Dreamer, episode 21. Oh, gosh, am I going to be able to, like, uh, how am I going to be able to do it? There's so much that happens. There's a lot that happens, um, kind of. But this episode debuted in 1987, January 28th, um, two days before, no, three days before my birthday. Brad, are you prepared to summarize? Just give me a moment to collect my thoughts. It takes only a moment to win uh, or lose. How will I talk about this for a full 60 seconds? Um, mm. <laughs> I mean, that's sometimes there's a lot, and sometimes it's a different game. There's one challenge when you're talking about Saved by the Bell or Belvedere. There's a different challenge when you're talking about early perfect strangers. <laughs> uh. Which, everyone, we will be talking about the new Saved by the Bell Lifetime movie at some point. Trust in that. Guys, currently, uh, we're about 36 minutes out before that thing is about to be on the television. So, uh, we gotta get through this episode. Nice. Alright, I think I'm ready for this. Alright, let me put some time on the clock, Brad. Alright, on go. Three, two, one, go! Alright, so, it's the middle of the night, Balky's moving all the furniture around. Why? Because he's gonna do aerobics. But it's 3 o'clock in the morning! Uh, Larry falls down, it's weird. It turns out Balky's having bad dreams, and he doesn't want to sleep. Uh, he can't sleep, he tries to go to sleep, he didn't even know he was having bad dreams. Apparently he was just bearing it into his subconscious, I don't know. Uh, Larry spends a lot of the episode, uh, trying to psychoanalyze him. It's time for Twinkie City's, uh, monthly going out of business sale, so it's gonna be hectic. Balky tries to go down and do the sale, oh, but he can't because he's too sleepy. Uh, so they're trying to psychoanalyze him, it's just whatever. Uh, turns out he's really upset because it's the first year that he hasn't been home for the sheep shearing <laughs> event. I don't know, he's worried about his family. He calls them. They're all fine, because they've used the money that he's been sending them to buy a mechanical sheep shearer. So they're doing swell. No need to be upset. That's everything that happened. 56 seconds, Brad. Woo! I'm glad you're not a chump, friend. I am, too. Um, uh, well done. That was like a taffy pull you stretched that so far. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um... Brad, what are your thoughts on Early Perfect Strangers, just in general? I mean, it's great, but there's nothing to talk about. It is. It's it's very enjoyable to watch, but there's nothing that's really straight-up crazy like a Belvedere yeah. and or Saved by the Bell. It's I just mean, a good show, which makes it makes it slightly challenging for us to um, recap in a humor... Not a humor... I don't know, Brad. What am I trying to say? I, well, I think the thing is, like, uh, you know, I, I really feel like it's just it's a little rough getting through these early ones because they are good and there's nothing to talk about because it's it's there's very little plot. I feel like, and I think I've said it before, when we get to the next season, when we uh, get away from Twinkasetti and we got some more characters running around, I think it'll be more fun then. Um, and I know we got a two-parter coming up that's going to be fun, I think. 
Uh, oh, yeah. But until we get to those, I think we're just, you know... And I, I think it's good. We can get through them quickly. Episodes are shorter, so not a big problem. But, uh, yeah, if we get to season three and things aren't... Uh, I don't know. There's a little bit more to talk about. We may have to drop Perfect Strangers for something else. And that breaks my heart, but I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I don't... We'll give it a try. I mean, we said the same thing about Belvedere. Belvedere has done an about-face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I love Belvedere. I cannot wait till the next episode to recap, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah. So let's let's talk about Larry and Balky and what they're up to. So it's the middle of the night. Balky is moving around furniture in the living room. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, we've established that somehow in this season, unlike the previous season, Balky has his own bedroom. So it's yeah. not like he even sleeps in the living room anymore. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I don't remember what episode the witchcraft happened to them suddenly having another room, but mm-hmm. um, I remember that. So Balky is just in the living room. He says because he's moving furniture to exercise because he can't sleep. Yeah, which because I'm just going back and thinking on this now. Because that seems like a joke excuse, like, oh, I was just moving the furniture around so I could do my aerobics. But no, he, because there's no other reason for him to be moving the furniture yeah. around. None. And if there is, I mean, what could that be? And what is Balky up to? <laughs> right. Maybe he. Maybe this is the only time Balky has to move the furniture around because he's been wanting Larry to try a new, a new um, layout as far as the way the furniture goes, and Larry's been against it. So Balky's making an excuse. The most yes. adorable part of this is when they're both laying on couch cushions, talking uh-huh. to each other, sharing secrets, basically. In their pajamas. That is adorable. In their pajamas. What is? What kind of about? What kind of pajamas does Balky have? I, they're yellow and they've got little cowboys on them with lassos Aww. and boots. I forgot what they were. That yeah. is adorable. And then uh, um, Larry's just got some uh, red striped pajamas, which I kind of like. I wouldn't mind having those pajamas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You could rock those. Um, it's not long before Larry's like, Balky, what's really going on? And Balky's like, dude, I can't sleep. Just can't. Can't sleep. He doesn't know why he can't sleep. He just knows he can't sleep. So, and Larry's like, well, listen, we got Twinkie City's uh, uh, big sale. It's his um, monthly going out of business sale. Ha, 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 ha. Um, and we find out that's in four hours, which means the store opens at 7 a.m. <laughs> Who is going to buy novelty sweatshirts and mugs at 7 a.m.? They're not going to buy sun visors because they can't move that product oh. at all. It's been on the shelf for all the episodes so far. But they're um, great at selling old TVs. Yeah, but at 7 a.m., Brad, I didn't even put that math together. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I don't know. Twinkle Sally is always trying to make a buck. Um, Balky isn't sure. I mean, he says that he's having trouble sleeping, and then Larry t- tells him that it must be insomnia. And Balky mistakes this for something that's serious. Yeah. And he says, like, give it to me straight. How long do I have? Am I going to die from this? And then, of course, Larry's joke is, well, you have about 50 or 60 years, give or take, Balky. To which Balky is like, oh, no. Uh, oh, no, a slow death. A slow death. So I, I can't remember exactly what happens other than... Larry tries to coax Balky to sleep, and then they have this very weird moment um, where Larry says, all right, lay down, all right, and say goodnight to your feet. And Balky looks at him and is like, what the fuck are you, what? Yeah, this shit is weird. It's like, all right, say goodnight to your feet. Now say goodnight to your knees. Now say goodnight to your hands. What? This is weird. (laughs) Yeah, Larry's about to kill Balky, or is remembering something from his past that's troubling. Maybe keeps him up at night. It's very strange, but Ari's, it makes Balky... Ari's possibly being forced to do some weird theater class uh, relax ex- relaxation exercise. I mean, that is what it is. I remember when we oh, did that. That was fuck. weird. I hate that shit. 
Isolate. I hate all acting warm-up exercises. It's very weird. I will say that it was kind of fun, but in a very strange, like, okay, I guess when you focus on a certain part of your body, I guess you can't focus on it. Anyway, Brad's talking about when we were in high school in freshman theater class, we had to focus on our big toe for like five minutes and then slowly think about the other parts of our body working yeah. up to our head, which was strange. And, well, that's not the only theater class I've had to do that in. Like, a lot, like, I've had a lot of acting classes and stuff where it's like, we're going to start off with relaxation techniques, and it's like, uh, do we have to? Why don't we just, like, <laughs> do something? I'll fucking relax on my own time. I don't need to, like, relax and clear the palate so I can get into a character. Like, fuck that shit. How about we just do some acting? How about that? You know what? Yeah, fuck that shit indeed. Because the full thought behind that is dumb. Who yeah. needs time to relax? Me and Brad jumped into this podcast. No preamble. Did I relax for this podcast? I was moving boxes. <laughs> Granted, we need I did no- take a shower, but... I, I took a shower, too, before this, after I moved in boxes. I mean... But I mean, come on. We're not thinking about our big toes. Yeah. We're not no. like in front of a mirror in the shower, like doing weird, like um, no. verbal runs. I've just had a hectic, Alex has had a hectic day of moving and I've had a hectic day of Labor Day shopping. So, <laughs> I mean, equivalent. We needed some showers so we could do a podcast. What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. It's Listen, if you've, got a, if you've got a fucking problem with us taking a shower before we podcast, well, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to take a bold stand. Take that stand, friend. I'll stand beside you. I'm tired of these people mouthing off. Why don't you hurry up and just record a podcast? Stop worrying about showers and things. Uh, uh, why do you need a shower before you record a podcast? It's audio. Hey, wait. Why don't you get off my back? <laughs> I mean, I, someone had to say it, Brad, and I'm glad you finally said it. I'm sorry. Thank it's, you. It's been it's been it's been waiting on my conscience for a while. I you know I I was considering I was either gonna have to say something on the podcast or possibly send a 12 chapter long email and get it off my chest. It's very important. I just can't. I had to say something. Had to. Thank you. Oh shit. Oh fuck. Oh boy. I'm fine. Oh no. I'm fine. All um, right. I'll take your word so, for it. So. <laughs> they so also Bucky, have, Go ahead. They also, um, before this, they have this weird conversation about, um, the Sandman and, what is it, the Sleep Fairy or something? Well, weird, or actually, I thought it was interesting because the Sandman is scary. Why is there a man that comes around and puts sand in your eyes for you to go to sleep? That's a weird myth. That's a weird custom. In Meepost, they have, uh, Princess Riva? Areva? Princess Riva, yeah. Riva, the beautiful fairy princess who holds people as they go to sleep and protects them until morning. That is a myth I can get behind. Definitely. Oh, hi, princess. Oh, hi. Let's just cuddle up. All right, I'm gonna go to sleep. Ah! She'll protect me. Who's the Sandman, Brad? What is he up to? What's his agenda? Um, he's gonna throw some sand in your eyes so you sleep. Yeah, he comes in and is like, you wanna go to sleep? Who are you? Throwing sand in your eyes. Ah, ah. <laughs> like, what does he do when you're gone? Mm-mm, I don't, it's I an don't. assault. Yeah. Not Princess Reva, though. I like that. I do love how Balky, Balky tells Larry once he hears about the Sandman, and, and I quote, he says, Well, if it's all the same to you, I think I'm going to hold out for the princess. And that makes sense. That's good sense. Defo. So they do their little weird uh, fall, say goodnight hypnosis nonsense. Uh, Balky immediately falls asleep, um, but then he starts having a crazy nightmare and wakes up screaming. Instantly. He hits rim in a second. <laughs> And he's yelling something about his mom. We don't know what he's saying exactly, but yeah, he's suddenly awake. Wait. 
So uh, next morning, we're down at the shop getting ready for the big sale. Uh, it's uh, it, it, There is a crowd of people outside waiting to get into the store. 7 a.m. Um, Early bird gets the worm in Chicago, man. Listen, I just, I don't know. Again, <laughs> guys, today, uh, spoiler alert, we're recording this part of the podcast on Labor Day. I went out and hit the mall today. I rolled in, I guess it was probably 11 o'clock. So I wasn't there when the doors were opening, but it seemed kind of like an average day at a mall. <laughs> yeah, Labor Day is one of the uh, lesser-known holidays. It starts um, September, um, and it's basically a poor man's holiday before the real holiday of September, mm. which starts the holiday season. Indeed. Um, but you're right. I will say this. While Brad is like, and I, too, would never get up at 7 a.m. to go to a store or be at a store at 7 a.m. We're just not those kinds of people. We will stay up well into the night and, uh, for uh, a Black Friday Indeed. I was, I was about to call you out. I was going to be like, what are you talking about? Well, but yeah, yeah well, I'm not going to get up. Look, I'm not going to get up gonna, early. We're not going to go to sleep and then get up at 7. That's ridiculous. Oof. But I will stay up with you, friend, and be with you when those doors open at Target. Or in last year where they never closed and it was kind of disappointing but yeah, whatever that was bullshit they're taking it's taking our holidays man but yeah there's pandemonium outside it, i know that there aren't really that many extras outside of the store but it looks like there's an art like it looks like there's a lot they're mm-hmm. doing a good job of seeming like a huge crowd twinkus said he can barely get to the door and he's just like yelling at larry and Balky, let me in oh my god let me in why isn't he inside the store i don't know like, doesn't he have, like, a manager's entrance? Like, how did, how did Larry and Balgy get in? Did they, like, what, did they, did they have an apartment entrance, like, through the store? That would be fucking awesome. Um, I'd like to think that, that there is a fireman's pole somewhere hidden in the closet that they have to go down to go to the store every morning. Nice. I like that. I like it. But that could just be my imagine. I don't know. That's what I want. Um, uh, I, think, I think if we could see the fourth wall, <laughs> there's just, uh, there's a fireman's pole there. If I can say this... While the apartment magically expanded for Balky to have a room of his own, mm-hmm. it seems at the very beginning when Balky's rearranging the furniture that the room itself, the apartment has gotten a lot larger itself. Mm-hmm. I know we're on a sound stage, and I know that they just brewed the camera back a little bit so they could get everything in the scene, but I like to think that it is growing and shrinking just for who knows why. But it's a lot bigger apartment than we originally thought. Yeah, it's pretty big. Um... Yeah, Twinkie said he gets in, he kind of makes fun of everyone, saying, look, <laughs> they think it's a real sale. People are so gullible. Um, Balky can barely stay awake. Yeah, they eventually open uh, the door, and, like, there's this weird bit where Balky's, like, falling asleep, and the crowd's, like, carrying him, but because they're pushing through the door. But it's just... It's terrible. <laughs> um, even weirder is before they even open the door, Larry doesn't know where Balky is because Balky has crawled onto a table of t-shirts and then put the white sheet oh, that no. was covering the table of t-shirts back over himself and decided to go to sleep. That was no accident. He didn't suddenly just, oh, I'm, I can't stay awake. He, of his own volition, <laughs> crawled underneath there and did that, basically telling Larry, fuck you, I'm going to sleep. Can we talk about Larry's polo in the oh, scene? Oh, God. We would eventually, anyway, for best dress, worst dress. I mean, come on. <laughs> yes, we would. Um, like it. it it's like I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like it's like black. It's like a purple collar with like black stripes, and then like weird like I don't know, kind of blue purple plaid. Like I I don't I can't describe it. It's weird. And then it come the the black stripes like come up in like this weird like a pattern like I like it's forking out. It. Uh, 
It's a goddamn nightmare. It looks like an Atari symbol is what it looks like. <laughs> well, it is apropos of the, the time, I guess. No. But it's weird. It's not the choice I would make when I'm opening a store up for um, any sale. Yeah. It almost looks like a sw- like a mixture between a polo and a sweater. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. It's very strange. Um yeah, Balky can't stay awake. He's falling over stuff. There is a an inconveniently and or conveniently placed uh, table of fine china that uh, Twinkie said he's trying to get rid of. Mm-hmm. That is the centerpiece of Balky's uh, acrobatics yeah. of trying to stay awake. I'm actually really impressed because at one time, Balky falls asleep in what looks like either a dental chair or a uh, barber's chair, which I guess is for sale. Yeah. Um, and he stumbles out of that, turns around, and almost falls backwards onto the table. Yeah, it's really close. I mean, that was impressive. That was impressive. I, this Again, the slapstick on Perfect Strangers, pretty, pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lady that wants a television price checked. She hands it to Balky. Balky hands it to her. Larry gets it. It's weird. Um, ultimately, I think Larry's the one who pushes over the table of fine china, and then he drops the television. Yeah. <sighs> well, like... The, this Bal- is your morning, Larry! Balky has a nightmare, wakes up, screams. Uh, the woman throws the television. Larry catches the television, but in catching the television, knocks over the china. And then Twinkasetti comes and yells, and he gets scared, and he drops the television as well. Um, that old woman books it once everything <laughs> yes, breaks. Yes, she does. <laughs> it was so awesome to see her just bolt. And, and then she's off grabbing more stuff. Yeah, it's, I mean, extras, uh, swarm, swarm, extras, swarm. <laughs> Poor Larry, though. This is 7 a.m. He's already, because Twinkie said he says, it's coming out of your paycheck. Um, And it's like, this is your morning, dog. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. You've lost easily $300 out of your measly paycheck, Um, and you still have to work. You've lost $300 out of your $175 paycheck. <laughs> Good morning! Top of the morning to you, Larry. Oh, boy. Um, and what's Balky doing? Sleeping. Yeah. Larry's alone in this craziness. I just, like, I, I don't know. The whole thing, like, and I know it's a bit of a TV trope, the whole thing that somebody can't sleep because of nightmares. Um, like, your body needs to sleep. It'll sleep. I don't... I, it's, you're not gonna, like, nightmares, I, have anyone ever, like, not been able to sleep because of nightmares? No. In fact, they've done a lot of scientific research. No one can, of their own volition, stay up for a few days without a lot of effort. Yeah. I mean, I want to say three may be the max of just your own. Yeah. Some people can do it longer than that, but anything beyond that, shit gets real. And you yeah. know this, Brad. I mean, you've, you've gone through sleep deprivation of your own sort oh, many definitely. times. Um, what's the longest you've ever gone at a curiosity? Let's see if you've set close to a record. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, I, I can just go buy on very little sleep a lot. That That's okay. usually my problem. Because, yeah, I mean, you're not really going to make it more than two days without sleeping. Just, like, straight up awake. Um, but I, do, I end up with a lot of, like, sleeping for two hours at a time. Then maybe later I'll get to sleep for another hour. Or then it'll be another day, and then I'll sleep, like, three hours. That's the kind of nonsense I end up dealing with. So it's not like Balky, because Larry, okay, after the the scene where Larry, the, Larry's terrible morning is what I'm calling it, um, we've, <laughs> we're fast-forwarded to um, a time where Balky has been forced to sit on the couch, and Larry comes in with a, a stack of books and says, okay, look, we have to make sure you don't stay up another three days and then fall asleep during Mr. Twinkasetti's annual water damage sale. <laughs> oh, boy. Twinkasetti's always having themselves. Schemer. Um... 
then there's there's a kind of funny line because uh, <laughs> Larry says the answer is inside your head, and we have to get in there and find out what we're looking for. <laughs> and then Valky looks at Larry nervous and says, "Does it involve cutting?" Which is pretty funny, mm-hmm. um, even for '80s kind of, I guess you know, predictable yeah. things. Um, then we get into Larry breaks out his uh, his college like psychology textbooks. Which, okay, Larry went to college, and now it's, what, 80, I said 87 at the beginning of the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, 87. Um, how's your 87's um, knowledge of psychology, dude? I, I'm pretty sure that it's just going to make things worse. Yeah, and keep in mind, he's 24, <laughs> um, and uh, he's just moved from Madison, so he's he's talking about probably, like, Wisconsin, like, community college. Oh, shit. Um, like, probably early 80s. They were still really big into Freud back then, like, but for real. Yeah. Um. So, so they have a... Go ahead. Uh, they do, like, some word association, you know, because every TV show has to do a word association jokes. And that goes on for a really, really long time. Um, and, of course, there's a wacky one where uh, Larry says uh, door, Balky says egg, and then there's a whole joke about his uncle and his aunt, and uh, they, uh, they had to pay the doctor with eggs when they went... Th- I don't know. It's, it's, it's what you expect. Yeah. This, ep- uh, this episode is, is it's just, it's a little too cliched. It really is. I mean, it's charming. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was watching television at night, it would have been a nice, like, oh, you know, I had a, today was fun. I'll just zone out to a perfect strangers. Okay. I mean, this- I, I would wait for the next show to come on yeah. afterwards to really be entertained. But there are some gems in this. I mean, yeah, this show is really, really held together by their charisma and uh, the amazing physical comedy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and there's just a bunch of... Yeah, Balky basically tells Larry, look, I'm not going to talk about my dream. I'm not going to talk to you about it. I don't want to talk to you about it. Um, it says that the second act, uh, and I'm reading this because I didn't get this in the show, opens at 3 a.m. the next morning? Yeah. Um, so, oh, also, at this point... That li- makes sense now, but giving some of uh, Marianne's dialogue... Yeah, um, th- also at this point, uh, Balky uh, has finally figured out, he knows what he's been dreaming about, and, uh, but he's not, he's not willing to tell uh, Larry. So uh, now uh, Jennifer and Marianne have come over to help. <laughs> I, like, what are they doing? What are they going to do? <laughs> Balky has nightmares. Grow up and shut up. <laughs> That's how you help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, I mean, let's be honest. This is just Larry's way of getting closer to Jennifer. Definitely. It's it's a cute little, like, oh, you know, Balky's having trouble sleeping. Would you guys mind coming over and just chatting? I mean, I know you guys must deal with a lot of people with sleep problems on the planes, being stewardesses. Just come on over. Yeah. Just come on. Come on over. We're something loose, but come over. Um, so Marianne starts saying something that wows everyone. Yeah. But it's not really anything that would wow anyone. No. It's just... She says, dreams are nothing more than windows to our subconscious. They should be open to let in the fresh air of reason. All and right. I, I guess her wordsmith, I, just the way that she phrases that is so not typical of a normal Marianne response that Jennifer and Larry look at her like, what the fuck? And then she says, look, sometimes early in the morning I start to make sense. Does she, though? <laughs> well, she, she says late at night, not early morning. Just to get this straight. 
Late night, early morning. What's the difference? Um, the difference between when we're going to go shopping and when we're not going shopping, my friend. You are true. You are you you are speaking correctly, Brad. I apologize. <laughs> um, look, they got to get some sleep. They have an early flight. They leave. Marianne has some more kind of weird, like I guess hiccups or awkwardness. Yeah. <sighs> it's uh, she wishes. <laughs> it's what it is. So after the girls leave, um, Larry takes it to Balky and says, "Dude, you have to tell me what's going on with your dream." And Balky refuses, saying, "I'm going to go to the late night movie. Fuck you, cousin Larry." And Larry decides to sit down on the couch and is like, "All right, if you want to leave, that's cool." And as Balky starts to leave, uh, Larry goes, "Oh, like he's found something in the book," and that just hooks Balky right back in because Balky really wants to tell him about his dream. Yeah. There's a lot of back and forth. Um, there's some weird thing where Balky really wants to hold the book. I don't know what that's about, yeah. but I think that he thinks the book gives him power. Power, but I'm not sure. It's a weird kind of power struggle. <laughs> yes. Um, ultimately, Balky tells him about his dream. Now, Brad, what was the dream? Oh, boy. Uh, all right. So, uh, he's he's having a dream about cars, in a, uh, and they're uh, trying to move into a big garage, and I... I have no fucking idea, but we find out that it's about sheep. Yeah, and which which ultimately, as Brad said in, the, in his uh, amazing summary uh, a little bit earlier, Balky's worried that it's his first time away from the big sheep shearing on Mipos, and he's worried that his family won't be able to shear all the sheep. Yeah, because he says that there's this thing where, like, the guy comes to, to, to buy the wool, and, like, he comes to your house, and he knocks on the door, and if you're not ready, he goes on to the next house. Why don't you just chase him down and be like, hey, we got some wool here. Or why don't you just, why aren't you like having the wool ready as you get it sheared and then put more wool there as it's, I, I don't understand why it's this like one, one time thing. Look, Brad, I understand that it's hard sometimes to kind of understand what other cultures do, but that's what they do. And who are we to really judge? The efficiency and or reason and or logic <laughs> of the great people of Mipos and their yes. sheep herding. Yeah. I mean, they make good wool, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, the gist of it is... You can is... trade medical treatment for eggs. I... <laughs> it's a weird place. Yeah. So he's all upset that his family, you know, what if they what if they aren't able to get the, the, the wool sheared without him there, and then they won't have money, and then I guess they'll all starve and die, because it's the one time of year they make money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... And basically to ease his consciousness, Larry says, well, let's call Mipos. Let's call your family. You haven't talked to him in a while. Let's get him on the phone. To which Balky tells us there's only one phone on Mipos and you got to pack a lunch to get... It's... Yeah. Mipos is weird. I mean, yeah, they say this whole... They have this whole thing where it's like, well, listen, I, I can't do that because like there's only the one phone and then they have to send a telegram for them to come get it and then they have to walk and pack a lunch and to take... Because it's like a long walk to the phone. Um, so... I, I don't quite understand, because you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense, that's why he, he's not calling. But, then it's like, we cut to the next scene and he's on the phone. So, uh, I don't, I guess, I mean, that just sounds selfish. It really does. Because uh, it's like Larry... being so selfish in this episode. Yeah, it's because like Larry convinced him, well, listen, it'll make you feel better, why don't you just give him a call? And he does it, and it's like, well, no, because if they did... Like, if, you know, if it's this the time of the year where they're really busy, and you're gonna make them, like, take, like, one of them, like, take time away to go take this phone call just to ease your conscience, I don't know about that. 
But, uh, I, and also, if it takes that long to get to the phone, then how is it that after the next commercial break, they're just on the phone? Is it, like, the next night, and they just happen to have not <laughs> changed clothes? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Who knows? Um, so, um, they have Balky's mom on the phone. Balky's mom is weird. Um, Balky's asking what's going on. Basically, with the money that Balky's been funneling them from uh, his meager wages at Twinkachetti's shop, they've bought an electronics sheep shearer, and I think maybe that they've set records, who knows, at their ability to harvest wool, and they're going to be fine. Yeah. What? You think maybe they would have sent... How has Balky not talked to his family? They not send a letter at some point being like, hey, by the way, we bought an electric sheep shearer. I, I feel like he should have an idea of what's going on with them. Because nope. he seems to like his family. Look, Balky keeps 10% of his wages for himself and sends the rest to his family. Um, so, I mean, and they do what they want. I mean, he has to trust them. I guess. I guess. Mm. <laughs> um, the best part of all this is when Balky says goodbye, he kind of does like a kissy noise. He's like, goodbye, Mom. And then he puts the phone over to Larry to where Larry kind of looks and then does the same thing. Yes. Which had to be, that had to have been improvised. Yeah. Um, that's cute. That's, you know, it's... It's the cherry. I yeah. It's yeah. It's the, it's a good ending, I guess. They sit down. Bucky's like, "Look, thank you, cousin Larry. I appreciate you being there for me." Cousin Larry's like, "Great. I'm always there for you." Bucky says, "I'm always there for you." And Larry says, "All right, cool. I actually there's some things I want to talk to you about." But Bucky falls asleep. But then Larry, chur- you know, charges on. And is like, "All right, well, this your sleep. I'll just let it all out." You know, I wonder if Jennifer is really into me. Um, you know, earlier on our date, and then the episode. Uh, yeah, ends. and that's the end. Um, there's also a little bit before that uh, where Balky's talking about how nice it is to talk to his family, and Larry's like, "Yeah, well, maybe you should like talk to them more often." <laughs> <laughs> like that's the just well, no of shit, dog. They're your because <laughs> Balky's like, "I miss you know being in my special chair near Uncle Stavros," and uh, and Larry's like, "Well, you should call your family more and talk to them. It won't be the same as being in your chair, but at least you'll hear their voices." AKA, well, you should talk to your family then if you miss them. <laughs> I like I don't I don't know about this episode. <laughs> There's a lot of things about Perfect Strangers that don't add up sometimes. Like, I really love in the beginning of the series where Balky was actually really savvy. And Mm. he kind of played the fool at Larry's expense. Yeah. But now they make Balky more dumbed down, which I don't like. Yeah. Early Balky wouldn't have done this shit. He wouldn't have been like, oh, I'm having a bad dream. What had happened to Balky? What are they drinking in Chicago that changed him? I I don't know. I I mean, Yeah. Um, yeah, as me and Brad have said before, we'll see what happens at season three. Indeed. Um, it's, it's, Balky and Larry's game to win or lose. Um, Truth. Brad, best dressed, worst dressed? There, I mean, as usual, there's not a lot of outfits going on in an episode of Perfect Strangers. There's not that many people. Um, I, I, I do like Which Larry's pajamas. Which is another pajamas. reason that is frustrating me about Perfect yeah. Strangers. Say what? I, I do like Larry's pajamas. You're gonna go Larry's pajamas and then obviously Larry's um, sweater slash polo combo. I mean, uh, there's I mean, uh, there's a lot of bad dress. dress. I mean, Marianne and Jennifer both look awful in this episode too. Um, I, all those crazy old women in the shop look awful. Uh, I mean, everything is just terrible. I don't know if anything is good. <laughs> Balky's pajamas are terrible, <laughs> but they're comedy terrible. 
Um, I actually kind of like Baki's pajamas because of their being comically terrible. I love mm-hmm. the yellow color. I love the fact that cowboys are on them. Because a lot of people don't appreciate cowboy pajamas or, I guess, odd Western print. You know, it doesn't matter. How about wait, we make wait, it that wait, simple? wait? Best dressed. <laughs> Who are these people that are are refusing to appreciate cowboy pajamas? And when are they encountering cowboy pajamas? <laughs> Brad, I'm sorry. I think you were cutting out there for a second, so I couldn't quite hear what you said. But if you said that we're going to give Larry best dress for his red pajamas, um, and then also award Larry uh, the award for worst dress because of that weird polo ensemble, then you are correct, and I agree wholeheartedly. Awesome. Uh, Winners and losers? Besides us? (laughs) I... 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 It is tough. I, I, get, I think Larry loses because, I mean... <laughs> Big time. He had to put up with Balky's shit. He didn't get to sleep because Balky was being a baby about dreams. Um, He's still not anywhere with Jennifer. Um, he had to do all the work at, at yeah. the shop. By he, himself. Oh, and he broke those... He uh, got uh, heat. He broke that uh, TV in the, um, the, the China. Yeah, Larry lost in a big way. Yeah. Um, does Balky win because it gets all the attention for some weird reason? Oh. oh. Um, in a weird uh, Munchausen syndrome. Uh, <laughs> I know. We can't win. Uh, well, can then who wins? I guess he has. I, I know, no, no. Uh, 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 Mama Bartokamus wins. Yeah, she's got their sheep shearing thing that's electric, and she's also whipping back into shape. And she's yeah. getting paid. She yeah. does no work at, in me posts. She's getting paid. She's controlling him with guilt and uh, has, like, an electronic sheep shear. Well done. Yeah. Dunzo. Mama Bartakamos for the win. <laughs> Guys, next episode we'll be talking about um, Mr. Belvedere. Should be fun. I, I don't... I don't... I, I, no... Oh, we're not going to make any promises? What are we doing next episode? Next episode's 9-11 episode. Oh, 9-11. My bad. Yeah. My bad. I'm sorry. I forgot for a second. Oh, boy. You f- oh, Alex. Alex. Never forget. It's really funny. What's even more funny, because we've done this before on the show, where all like someone will tell me it's Easter, like a week before Easter. I'll be like, holy shit, Easter's happening? I just forget holidays. But to forget 9-11 is the worst. I'm sorry. Oh, never, I'm sorry, Alex. listeners. Never. Never. But you know what I can't forget, Brad? Hmm. How much fun we have here in the podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Rhyme Jack. Um, Please get in contact with us. Tell us about your moving struggles. Um, Tell us about life in general. You can phone us. Brad, what's the phone number? Guys, you can call us. It's 206-339-5894. And we have a voicemail. We have a couple. We have two. We have two voicemails. Hey, Ramjack, this is Sean Karnasek here. So I mistakenly had a package delivered to my door, to my door specifically, in an apartment building. And what's confusing about that is the envelope doesn't specify the unit number. So I don't know who dropped this off and why they assumed that I should read this. I'm telling you right now, the envelope is not addressed to me. I, I forget the name. It was something like Gregory Fitzsimmons, some such thing. But, uh, you know, me being me and sensing that there was something inside that I, you know, might like, I opened the package because, again, me being me. <laughs> known as, well, the album's name is Soma, that's S-O-M-A, and the sort of subtitle, I guess, would be Auditory Inoculation by, and this is the name of the group, that the name of the group is Bolzer. 
First off, Jonathan, isn't it illegal to open other people's mail? Yeah, Even yeah. If it's to... You're a thief. <laughs> you can't do You're that. You're a thief. Hey, it's a thief. He's on our podcast. Hmm. Criminal. Officers, arrest that man. Hmm. This is a citizen's arrest from Ramjack, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Call John in. Let's get a real arrest going. Jonathan, I'm sorry, friend. We love you on the show. It is wrong for you to open other people's mail. Citizen, arrest. <laughs> if you can't do the time, don't commit that crime, fool. Um, weird music choice, though. It's it's odd that would be delivered to his door. Indeed. But, hey, thanks for sharing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Jonathan, don't do not do that. That's crazy. Yeah. But that doesn't sound quite obvious. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Guys, um, please share any of the weird mail that you open up illegally. Um, please get in contact with us. Brad's already giving you the voicemail. There's also a f- um, email, another form of communication I recently just forgot about. Um, what is the podcast, Brad? Well, the what po- is the email? The podcast is Ramjack. The email the podcast. is uh, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you can also get at us on Twitter. Find us on the Facebook. Goodness, guys, we have an awesome Facebook group. Get on in there. See what's up. Indeed. Um, iTunes reviews. Tell a friend about Ramjack. I mean, you know what's going on. Hey, tell more than one friend. Tell a lot of friends. Tell all of your friends. Hey, guys, this, these these dudes are really cool. They made a citizen's arrest the other year in their podcast. Really? Yeah, you can do that. Listen to them. They're kind of funny, too. Defo. Yeah, they tell me what's going on. It's cool. Also, tell your friends. Guys, how about this? How about you make new friends just so you can tell them about the podcast? Like, long, like a long con infiltrator style. Hey, what's up? I love that sweater. Where'd you get that? Hey, you know what? I'm gonna buy you a cup of coffee. Don't worry about it. Pay it forward. It's cool. Hey, by the way, have I told you about my friends? <laughs> it's called Ramjack. You'll want to listen to it. The way I just delivered that sounded like a cult. Guys, it's okay to do that. It's okay <laughs> to use Mormon tricks <laughs> to help spread the podcast. Absolutely. It's fine. And also, guys, if you want to give us all of your money and your soul, <laughs> we'll take the one of those things that actually exists and pretend to take the other if you like. <laughs> Needless to say, we'll be having fun um, with the show in the future. Brad, thank you so much for, for doing this with me. I appreciate it. it gives me an outlet. Um, Helps you feel less alone. 
Uh, so guys, um, again, we're coming up on the holiday season. I hope you'll I hope you'll stick with us. We'll definitely be celebrating all those major holidays, um, starting off with the one that we never want to forget. But until then, I'd like to leave a, a little special message to the mailman out there. When you're coming through the maze to deliver my Amazon Prime packages, just make sure you beware the Sit there and block that thing, or are you gonna play something? Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. Merrily, 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 gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is by the stream. Merrily, 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 gently down the stream. It will carry my power to every corner of creation. Excuse me, I'd just like to ask a question. What does God need with a starship? Bring the ship closer. I said, what does God need with a starship? What are you doing? I'm asking you a question. Who is this creature? Who am I? Don't you know? Aren't you God? He has his doubts. You doubt me? I seek proof. Jim, you don't ask the Almighty for his ID. Then here is the proof you seek. <laughs> Why is God angry? Why? Why have you done this to my friend? He doubts me. He did not answer his question. <laughs>